Welcome to Hitherby Dragon Storytime. And now, from the lens necessity, Tunnel Rat. It is 1973. Jenna lives in a cedar house. It's very tall. Most of it is one room. She has a bed in the corner. It's a mattress on the floor, with sheets and blankets, and it's next to the mantel shelf. There are hangings on the walls. The floor is hardwood. Her brother is named Sebastian. He could be a hero if he dared. She thinks of him as one, anyway. Sometimes, when she's troubled, he'll sit behind her as she hugs her knees and lightly scratch her back through her blouse. We're not really people, he tells her, now and again. I don't even know if we have souls. That's silly. He shrugs. Mama says that everyone has a mortal body and an immortal spirit. But if we turn into our spirits, we just disappear. So we must not have any. That's what happened to Grandpapa, you know. This life is all we get. You're mean, she tells him. But she doesn't ask her mother for the truth. In January 1974, she hears about the monster for the first time. He's looking for us, Tara says. That's her mother. I can hear him hunting. I can feel him like a wolf in the woods. We have to leave, says her father, Ben. Their voices are hushed, but Jenna can hear them. So can Sebastian, but he is pretending not to notice. Tara's looking at him, though, and eventually he turns and stares at her with his sharp, dark eyes. We're going to have to make him ready, Tara says to Ben. Him? I don't want him to fight for her, but he probably will. And if he does, we have to give him a chance. Jenna goes outside and down to her beach and sits on the shore. And there's a voice in the waves, and it's speaking her name. So she calls to it, and an oceanid rises from the water and sits beside her on the sand. What's going on? She asks it. They're trying to decide how to keep you out of the monster's hands. Monsters aren't real. This one is. Oh. He'll take you away, and he'll empty you out and use you to make gods for him. The oceanid sighs. He's very excited about it. The wind told me. The monsters have been hurting your line for generations, and it's only recently that it started working at all. But he's plumb used up the source he has. I don't want to make gods for him. It's personal. I know. Jenna runs a finger and wavy lines through the sand. Sebastian will save me. He's a hero. Maybe. Or you. He'll come and Tara will grow claws and try to rip out his heart, but he'll put his gun to your head and she'll back away. And Sebastian, he'll fight for you, and he'll die. Heroes usually do. And the monster will take you away, and unless he drives very close to the shore, there's nothing I can do. I could live with you. Somewhere quiet, somewhere deep under the waves. I could be a fish. I could be a mermaid. 
I could live all my life with the sound of the ocean and the dark of the deeps. You'd grow very cold if you lived in the sea. Oh. Jenna frowns. I'm sorry. Why does Sebastian have to be the one to fight? He's coming for me. Why can't I fight him? The Oceanid lifts a hand, and her fingers twitch, and the rhythm changes of the waves crashing against the shore. It's hard. You're too young to fight him physically. You're small and clumsy, and you don't have your power yet. And you're not a hero. If you did kill him, I mean, if you picked up a gun and shot him, or a razor and razored him, and he died, then it wouldn't be heroic. It'd just be blood and death and pain, and you'd feel guilty about it for the rest of your life. It'd stain you. Jenna looks at her. And making gods to fight him. The Oceanid shrugs. I don't know why that doesn't work. But there must be a reason, because if it were that simple, there wouldn't be any monsters. Just hanged corpses and bitter ashes on the tree of the world. Oh. So, if you found an answer, it'd have to be different. What kind of things answer monsters? I don't know. What would an answer look like? The ocean had raises her hand. The sea crashes down, hard. The water runs up and chills Jenna's feet. The seagulls shriek. The air is full of noise. Don't face him. Find some place dark and distant on the other side of death. Never let him see your face. Run and hide and seal the walls of your home against him. Hide until the wind so changes that you can change the world. Is that a good answer? It won't last. But maybe it'll help. The family moves. The cedar house is left behind. Ben trains Sebastian to fight. The more you become yourself, Ben says, the more you die, the more you disappear, the more you become something unreal. Sebastian fences. He has a sword. Ben has only his hands. Ben is winning. And more than once, the calloused edges of his hands knock the sword aside without a cut. If you fight a monster, your goal is to win as a normal person with normal limits. You'll feel the wind blowing in your soul, trying to change you into something better, more powerful, more absolute. You'll look at your enemy and think, this could be so easy. Don't. Live in the world of fumbling and stumbling and failure and folly. Live in the world of screaming in hopeless panic and wounding yourself with your own sword. People can live. People can win. Heroes can't. Ben strikes a blow, and the sword twists in Sebastian's hands, and he falls. And as fast as that, Ben's knee is on his back, and Sebastian cannot move. Good. And if he comes, and I fail, I let him take her? Ben hesitates. Well? Ben rises and walks over to the bench, and sits. It's your choice. Why? If he takes her, we can get her back. And that's hard and painful, and we might fail, but we can still win. If you transcend, we've lost you, and it might not even help her. I can't make the choice for you. For one thing, you'll be the only one in the fight. 
you could fight him. When I married Tara, she made me promise I wouldn't fight for her. But then the years passed and he never came. Now... He hesitates. I guess I'll have a choice to make, too. Jenna is watching. She is listening. Her eyes are dark and still. After a while, Sebastian comes and sits with her, and Ben goes away. You're going to die. It doesn't matter. We're not people. Life and death are strange for us, and we have no souls. He shrugs. My life? He says, and turns his palms upright. It's hardly real anyway, so there's nothing to lose. I might as well fight, and maybe you won't have to suffer. Don't you get it? It's the only way I can save you. Jenna dies. There's an awkward silence. I shouldn't make my point so forcefully, Sebastian admits.